0: Hey there, and welcome back, my love, to Fire and Soul. I'm so happy that you are here. Today's a really special dose on this show with our incredible guest, Aaron Kinney. First, a little context and backstory as to what I'm really calling into Fire and Soul for us. So, remember a few months back when we relaunched Fire and Soul with its latest iteration of what's calling me forward on my path of awakening and to share that message with you here. I was very present to some of the most incredible guests and world-renowned, revered luminaries and mystics that we have had the honor to sit with and to learn from and to be in their energy Uh, but mostly have been male. And while I'm so grateful for the presence of these incredible leaders and guests, I also got super clear that I was really wanting to call in more divine feminine leaders, more women that were in the shamanic realm, the medicine wisdom realm, and women who too were answering the call on their hearts. Even if, just like me, and I'm sure just like you, They didn't exactly know the why or the what, but they were just willing to rise into the courage to listen and to answer the call one step at a time and that is exactly what today's guest has done and she shares part of that story here but so i wanted you to know that that is what i'm calling forward and while i do have some incredible guests lined up for us john wyland and lee harris and many other male luminaries that are such potent masters of this time i'm also calling in a lot of women so do expect some of that and also i have to share that aaron kinney while she's going to share some of her medicine here today This was our first conversation. And after this conversation, she graced Soul Circle, my women's heart-centered community space, also known as a mastermind. It's called many different things. And um, after that conversation, and the medicine that she served in there, in a divine feminine embodiment practice that we got to experience as a full immersion, it became very clear that there's so much more here that we are to co-create together, including, I am sure, some of my upcoming retreats and certainly more conversations on fire and soul. So I want you to know that this is a beautiful conversation and will give you a sense of who she is and where this show is headed in terms of the shamanic realm, Feminine embodiment practices, learning to tune into the wisdom of our soul that happens through the embodiment practice with intention and sincerity, she's coming back. She's already said yes. So by the end of the year, she'll be back and we'll go even deeper. So I want you to know that in advance. Um, Okay. Speaking of some deep immersions, we have a retreat coming up and I want to just segue there for a moment my next in-person retreat called the Soul Essence Retreat is happening in October in Malibu, October 12th through the 15th, to be specific. And it's called the Soul Essence Retreat. And if that piques your curiosity at all, and if there are still seats left by the time that you hear this, you can head on over to michelle-sorrow.com slash essence essence retreat it'll also be under a tab we are literally creating the final uh, spaces of that now uh, and bringing that to life. So that may appeal to you. And Erin uh, Kinney, oh my goodness. Okay, let's dive into a little background on her. She is a certified embodiment teacher with John Wineland. She's assisted in one over 1,000 hours of feminine embodiment and co-ed work. Some of these programs and workshops include the art of fearless intimacy, the art of loving fiercely, and the embodied women's relationship immersion as well as many other feminine embodiment programs. Erin is also a trained ceremonialist and delights in the realm of ritual and the shamanic arts. In the last eight years, Erin has sat and trained in over a hundred ceremonies and has devoted her life to being in a heart of service. She is currently a master student of Teo alfero He is the founder of The Wolf Connection. Many of you are probably familiar with his work, continuing her training in energetic capacity and the shamanic realms. She leads from a background of music, art, dance, theater, and embodiment practices. She channels a tremendous amount of energy, opening the gateway for new possibilities and a deeper connection to consciousness, the cosmic heart, and the spirit that moves through all things. And as I record this in this moment, it's 11:11 a.m. Pacific here on the coast. How beautiful, how potent this conversation will invite you to tap in to the authentic power that resides so deeply within the well of your soul, the divine intelligence that we are so innately connected mm-hmm. with. I cannot wait for you to listen and to learn and to maybe even take on the reclamation practice that I alluded to a few weeks back that I've been working with now daily that has helped me source, anchor, and reclaim the authentic power within. My loves, get ready for a beautiful journey deep into the cosmic heart that resides within you in this conversation with Miss Erin Kinney. Erin Kinney, it's such a pleasure and deep honor to have you on the show. Welcome to Fire and Soul.
1: Thank you. It's so good to be here.
0: Uh, I want to share a little backstory real quick of how I came across you and then I'd love you know, for us just to drop in like we just did a moment ago, we had this beautiful moment of meditation and connection. And, and so the way that I came across your work, uh, I was applying for the Embodied Women's Relationship Immersion, which is a six month program that you are one of the certified embodiment teachers for for John Wineland. And uh, I came across your bio while looking at the program, and I was so snagged by your photo, by the words in your bio uh, that I will share here, and just did a bit. And I just knew that I was in such capable, loving hands. And I applied, I got in, and the twist and turns of the universe, it was not in divine order for that particular round, but that's how I came across your work. And it's obviously. It's far more reaching than just that particular portal. But then having a conversation with you, reaching out and saying, Would you be open to becoming, you know, a guest on Fire and Soul and then a guest teacher in Soul Circle? I mean, I just went for the big ask. And you said, Yeah, without almost, I didn't even sense any hesitation. And I just want to say thank you for that because now we're here and we get to share some beautiful medicine with my listeners. And I'm just really thankful that you answered the call and uh, we get to meet in this space.
1: Well, it's just a pleasure and an honor to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's start with a little of your backstory, you know, uh, how you came into this field of work, uh, you know, and just what brought you to this moment. And obviously, you know, don't need the full long thing, but whatever feels most present for you to share that would be important for my listeners to know where we are and where we're going.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a lot of layers to anyone's journey, but um it's funny. I was actually just talking to my partner, Andy Crespo, this morning um about how it was funny because I was like, oh, I know this question is gonna come. And <laughs> and actually how it got started was Andy and I met in 2016 and he was already pretty like he had been journeying with David Data had been to some workshops had read some books along the way and um was already interested in you know this realm of embodiment and sexual polarity etc and he actually I had a good friend who was from California who I'd met who'd moved to Asheville and had posted a video to our Facebook page one day um, of John, when he did his, his talk on what men crave. And, mm. you know, I listened to it and I was like, well, this is really different. Like, this is a different approach. And I actually just sent it to Andy and was like, I think he would like this. And he was really, you know, he was into men's work and that kind of thing. So he checked it out and went onto his site and saw that he was doing like a little workshop in California. And uh flew out for like a day workshop you know just to, to check him out had a really great experience came back and this is within the first six months that we were dating and then at some point mm-hmm. you know he found out that there was you know like a co-ed weekend workshop and so he started asking me like you know would you be interested in going this going to one of these and actually we we always joke about it because i i was like no <laughs> at the time i was like i am I'm not interested. I don't know what this is. You know, I was like, you know, we're dating and he just kept asking, you know, for a while. And then probably like eight months later, I finally said, yes, I was like, I will, I will try this out. And they, it was, uh, John Weiland and Kendra Kunal were leading a, um, a co-ed weekend in, uh, in the Bay area. And so we flew out there and it was interesting. My first experience was like, like the first day or so was really jolting. It was so different. Like, I I think I had prided myself of being like a very spiritual person and, you know, someone who was in touch. And it made me realize like how much I didn't have a language for what it actually meant to be in my body. And I didn't oh. have a language for communicating, you know, in relationship. And it just, all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was really surprising, but by the time I left, I felt so awake, so alive, so full of so much gratitude to be in my body. Like I was feeling things I'd never felt before. I remember we went out to dinner that night and I walked in the restaurant and I just felt like, just, you know, like this big, (laughs) like energy and force, you know, I just kind of walked in like, ta-da, you know, but it was more like, this is just a restaurant, but it was more of, how I was feeling. And I wanted more of that. Oh. I'm like, whatever this is, I don't even have to understand it. I just know that I want more of this. Mm. So we ended up signing up for the co-ed salon that Kendra Kunav and John Weiland were teaching. And you know we we started out in the program and it had a lot of ups and downs but at the end of it like i i just i fell in love like i fell in love with embodiment i fell in love with what it means to be in the body and in the heart and so i kept saying yes to more mm. and then you know we started assisting and supporting and doing more and i wanted to learn more so i you know became more of a training for me mm-hmm. which eventually led to to teaching so i just kept saying yes and stepping up to the plate and um you know both john and also namely kendra kunov was you know who i deem as my feminine embodiment teacher so i was doing a course with her and then she gave me the opportunity to start leading women Mm -hmm. um mostly through connecting with pleasure Mm -hmm. and i did a 30-day pleasure practice which it was basically Mm
0: -hmm.
1: every day doing like one song a day if i got you know if i did more songs that was great, but it was learning how I connect to pleasure through my body and mm. what feels good to me and not anybody else. Mm. Um, is know, that I struggled anything, for,
0: is was that it, anything you can share? Like maybe what one or two of those practices are, or is that too personal?
1: No, I don't think it's per- and Gosh, these days, you know, <laughs> after years of this <laughs> and talking about all this stuff, I'm like, oh my gosh, nothing is too personal. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's more the the 30 day practice was how I lead myself through it. But that's actually Mm -hmm. how I learned to lead others through connecting with pleasure in their body was how I lead myself through my own pleasure practice. Um, I mean, mostly, I mean, the easiest practice would be to start with what something that feels good in your body. So Mm -hmm. closing, like I would close my eyes, you know, feel into something that feels good, even if it's like, Oh, I feel my seat on the cushion. Yeah. Oh, I can feel the gentle inhale and exhale, you know, into my lungs. Mm. I can feel my fingertips against the fabric of my pants. Like I can just feel right there, the connection Mm. to how the fabric feels between my fingertips and the fabric, like feeling that gentle connection, even if that was the only thing that I did for the next, you know, couple of minutes, like I just stayed there. And then if I lose the connection to something that feels good, then I, you know, use the breath, I use sound, Mm -hmm. I use a a move a different part of my body, oh, does that feel good?
0: Mm -hmm. You know, what
1: actually does feel good. So it becomes really a relationship and a conversation Mm -hmm. with my body with mm-hmm. what actually feels good right yeah because we are we're that. taught i mean we are taught you know by magazines and and tv and these ideas of what like being a feminine being and what what is supposed to feel good or what looks like it feels good right or what looks sexy or what turn on looks like and instead of uh, like what actually feels good to you in particular, not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and and what feels good to me may not feel good to you, yeah, and vice versa. This so
0: idea this thirty day of pleasure practice that's so beautiful and it's so doable, you know, just yeah. one song per day for thirty days, that is yeah. gorgeous. So yeah. you start working with John and Kendra, and now you are beginning to create even parts of programs and. How did you come into working with Teo Alfero? I think I pronounced it correctly. And then, you know, being on the journey of becoming a master teacher for him and with his community.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's also has a really interesting story too. Well, yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, Teo, you know, he's the teacher of teachers. So he, uh, John Wineland had, you know, worked with him. So, I mean, you know, he considers Teo a teacher, Kendra Kunov, but also worked with him. So over the years of my, it was like seven years of training and teaching and, you know, all the things with them, I would hear about him off and on, mm-hmm. you know, and he uh, is the owner and uh, founder of Wolf Connection uh, outside of LA. So I, I knew he worked with wolves. I knew you know, he did some teaching and worked in the realm of shamanism, but I didn't quite know what. And then I was doing a workshop. So I was assisting in a co-ed workshop in Santa Monica in John's where he used to be located in, in his old loft. And Teo actually walked through the door. He had been doing an energetic clearing in the space before the weekend. And I remember walking into the space going something feels really different like I was connecting with the, the space feels really clear and someone had mentioned Oteo came and did a clearing and I was like yeah I can feel that you know. Mm. And he walked in the door and I actually didn't I'd never seen a picture of him, so I didn't know, but I remember being like who's this person and i I had the knowing I was like oh I. I think that's Teo, And then he was kind of meeting and greeting stuck around for a few minutes and someone had mentioned like, yeah, that's Tao. So that was the first place that I had seen him, but it was a bar- barely an introduction. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to 2020, like right at the beginning of 2020, when everybody's life was turning upside down and c- career paths were shifting. I mean, there was so much happening, right? Mm-hmm. He was... He had started to lead these um, moon journeys new and full moon journeys. Uh, it was actually more than just that it was three days a week, so it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I found out through Kendra Kuna, as I work on her team and and she posted something in one of her groups that he was offering this and I was like, Oh, I want to go. And it was in support during that time to support people, you know, to just give them some extra, extra holding during this time. And I went to one moon journey and he led the journey. And I was like, I, it was a knowing. Like I can't really explain it. But mm. he, you know, I was like, okay, he works with energy. I feel more energized. I'm in touch with my energy. Like something's happening here. Mm. So I did a 15 minute call with him. He was offering these spiritual calls at the time. And we had one phone call, and I, I think I came to him to talk about power. So I was, I had just my my mother passed away in 2019, and I was mm-hmm. sort of dealing with a you know, obviously in grief, but also, you know, we had a we had a pretty tumultuous relationship, and so I was in this realm of like power and power struggle and why I was feeling the way that I was. And I brought this to him in. Literally, like two seconds, he said something to me that literally no one had ever said to me, and all the teachers I've had in my entire life, and it completely changed the perspective I had of myself. And it was probably the way that he delivered it might have, maybe, offended me like a few years ago, but in that moment, I was so energized, mm. and 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 I was like, oh, this is like this is this is next, like, this is next level for me. This is who I want. I want to work with. Um, Can you share
0: what he said?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. Well, basically I had, I had told him, you know, I was like, I, I have this thing with power. Like I, I feel like I'm it kind of happens, it used to happen with my mother, it would happen with authoritative figures, you know, sometimes teachers, like I feel like I'm disempowered or insecure and I don't really share myself and I don't know why, you know, but you know, what is that all about? And he just stopped and he was like, well, he's like, actually you not sharing yourself is the way that you stay in power. Yes, oh, so good. Whoa. I mean, he didn't see it. And I, and I just, I, I sat there for a second and I was like, (gasps) I mean, I had this huge (laughs) grin on my face and like my entire body, like just became energized. And I'm like, you're right. Yes.
0: I got it too. I got that full on transmission just now. I can feel the potency.
1: Yeah. And I was like, you're right. But it Mm. it was like such a shift in, it was perception.
0: Mm -hmm. I had been
1: seeing myself as disempowered Mm -hmm. and not only that, the way it shifted and and then the work that I, that ensued after that was this whole journey of understanding power and power moves and how, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, not just me, not just me, but me in particular, just how I I manipulate and how, like all these different ways of how I unconsciously play with energy and not even knowing it. Mm -hmm. So It brought up this whole conversation about you know we hear this a lot in the coaches coaching industry of like disempowered versus empowered and what that actually even means so yeah so it was a pretty in-depth intense journey after that of discovering discovering what that was so i mean i was hooked in that moment and i signed up for one of his programs and then for the last three years studying very deeply with a with a powerful group of women Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, the rest is history, honestly, cause it's okay.
0: I am. I am just so in this right now. Can we just unpack that a little bit around that dynamic for anyone who might not have reference, uh, for well, what would that look like for me to start to look at myself very honestly, compassionately, but honestly of where I might be manipulating or, Utilizing this area that I may feel disempowered, but in fact, it's actually the way that I exercise some sort of power, but maybe not from the most empowered state, right? So it's just perception, but how would would someone begin to identify that uh, for themselves?
1: Well, it's, you know, it's a pretty in-depth exploration. I mean, part of it definitely... (sighs) Like it involves becoming aware of your own energy. So your own energy field, getting in touch with that, sensing it, feeling it, knowing where your energy is. Are you right. in your body? Which is one of the reasons why the embodiment path for me was very important because I, to for me, in order for me to be in touch with what's happening with my energy, I have to be in my body to be able to sense it and to mm-hmm. really know, right? That's um, so cute yeah the way that i learned through Teo's teaching in his lineage is through a process called recapitulation um mm. and it's a pretty in-depth process and really um the easiest way to describe what it is is essentially you're going into scenes of your life like could be past memories places that have charge and you're mm. slowing down those scenes that still have charge and then you're, you're slowing it down to see what's happening in your body, what's happening in the other person's body, and slowing down like what's happening, feelings, thought loops, all the things, but you're getting really like m- into the minutia of what's happening in those moments, so that you can feel what the impact is you're having on the other person. hmm. Mm. And then you can also actually become the other person and then sense what's how like as them you can actually feel the impact so it's a very Mm. but you're slowing it down enough that you're able to sense like what's happening energetically not just the human perception of oh i feel this or how we get into stories about um well he was judging me at that time and I was becoming angry. You know, there's this this human dynamic level. But we go underneath that and like, well, what is actually happening with the energy? You know, and you know, is my energy going out and over is my energy coming in and hooking the other person? Is it, you know, what's happening? And then there's a, a a particular breath practice that is done where we basically, you're basically calling the energy back to yourself and giving and then giving the energy that does not belong to you back to them. That's mm. a very, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like, a, that's sort of like the the first baby stage of explaining what it is without getting too in depth about it, because it's a very particular process, um, that takes, takes a while to really, yeah. to really integrate.
0: Quite a journey and really profound. And I totally get that. Like speaking about it, even high level, um, can be tricky. But as soon as you said that I got present to even more areas in my own life, um, where I could easily, uh, bulldoze energetically the space uh specifically my dad as a a reference it's just been this beautiful lifelong initiation and so right just getting really present and super honest about the space that i the energy that i come in with into basically every single visit and then how that impacts him and and how it's been a theme and there's been some really beautiful healing work lately but it's only when i got present to I was manipulating the energy my whole life and expecting something different than what I had been receiving and living in this vicious loop, you know? And so it's just been so beautiful to the way that I would say it is just to take the armor down and to become more responsible for how I want to be in the world and be in the shared space with my father and and other men. Yeah, I've, i i can get present to that it's powerful
1: yeah it's really and it's beautiful that is your is your father still alive
0: yes thank goodness yeah. i get this work while he's still alive
1: yeah yes yeah it is it's is definitely a gift if you get to do that um yeah i mean it's it is and it, and, it, and it can be very healing in that respect um and also you know you can think about it this way too energetically you know we you know we have all these relationships and you know in our in, in the past and sometimes there's still places where there may be charge and you know i used to just when i described to people that i work with it's like well is there a partner that still comes to you in dreams or are you still like do they come to you in thoughts often usually that's an indicator to me that my energy is still hooked somewhere, mm. right? Mm. And so if you have these other lifetimes, well, you could say lifetimes, but other realms where your energy memories, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're getting rid of the memory, but you are, you're taking the opportunity to clean up the energy and call your energy back to yourself. I mean, there is such power in, it's mm. a reclamation. I mean, you're calling yourself mm. back to yourself, I have a saying that I learned from my teacher Bloom post that we would say through all realms, lifetimes, dimensions, and timelines. So if you Mm want to get a quick soul retrieval, you say your full name and you call yourself back to yourself through all realms, lifetimes, dimensions, and timelines, and you imagine Mm -hmm. if you do that over and over again, you're willing Mm -hmm. the energy back to you in this life. So capacity wise, you have more energy available you know, a, a cleaner connection to source. And then you mm. learn how to run that energy. I mean, mm. energy is infinite anyway, but imagine your energy is stuck in these places, you know, mm. where there was a major event. It could even be a car accident or some. you know, these places where energy gets stuck. Um yes. So essentially you're cleaning up the energy and you're calling the energy back to yourself. And just imagine if you call back the energy and then, I mean, you could get into dreams. You can recapitulate dreams. You can recapitulate lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And imagine the energy that you have available to source yourself in this life to do what it is that you're here to do.
0: Oh, this is so good. So as an example, if I were to try this on right now, I would... Let me see if I got this right. And then I'm going to invite all of our listeners to try this on as well. Uh, so obviously getting really present and having it be like a moment. Closing eyes, not. I, Michelle Sorrow. call back my energy in all realms, dimensions, and timelines. Something like Almost. that. Almost, yeah, we'll do it. So okay, just say, let's so do it. We'll, I'll do it
1: with you. I'll do it with you. So say I, and then state your full name. Okay. I, Michelle Marie Sorrow. Call myself to myself, call myself to myself through all realms and lifetimes, through all realms and lifetimes, dimensions and timelines, dimensions
0: and timelines. And so it is. And so it is. Yeah, that's a I'm gonna be using that every day as part of my morning practice, my evening practice. I love this so much because I do still have certain people that visit me in my dreams, past lovers, certain friends, you know, bosses way back in the day. and um or even surgeries, right? Like I had a a hysterectomy, very young. and and I've done a lot of deep healing work, womb work, you know, shamanic yeah. work. But if there's ever still something that snags me, it's like, this is so beautiful to just continue to into uh, reclaiming the truth of who I am. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a beautiful practice, even that version. Um, Sometimes I've done a 30 day practice with that too. I'll be in the shower, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm calling myself to myself. I like to say it three times in a row. That's just the magic number for me.
0: Mm, but even doing yeah.
1: 30 days and seeing how you're seeing what chefs, seeing how your energy feels when you're putting that focus on that every, you know, every single day. I mean, even if you think about you wake up in the morning and your thoughts are already like, I got to do this thing, that thing, I got to get the plane ticket, I got to blah, blah, blah. I mean, think about they're like little bees, you know, you I mean, imagine you're like the, the queen bee in your hive and all the bees are busy out there. doing. Even just calling that energy back mm. to be resourced for your day is a beautiful practice.
0: That's a beautiful practice. What is your morning morning practice like, or do you have an evening practice?
1: My, my practice varies quite often, actually. I mean, one, one practice I do pretty much every day because I do with my partner is we do Wim Hof breath work every day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, that's to me because it, it, you know, I, it oxygenates my body. It wakes up my brain. It wakes up my body. Um, helps me to be clear and alert to start my day. So that's one practice that we pretty much do every day. Um, The recapitulation work that I do, I do pretty often that we were just talking about, the calling myself to myself, I do. Sometimes I do embodiment practice. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you know, I come in here and put music on and connect with my body, connect with my heart, connect with pleasure. Sometimes I do a grief practice. Sometimes I do an anger practice we laugh because everybody in the women's program and John's program has a nerf bat. <laughs> so, you know, we feel like we really need to move some anger and some energy because it's energy, right? It's energy yeah. asking to move is what it is. Yes. I mean, to this me, that is, is part big. of it. Yeah.
0: Okay, wait, I'm sorry. I've, I just want to just drop into that right for a moment. I've never heard anyone talk about a nerf bat. That's <sighs> brilliant. I'm going to order one. Because I'll notice with myself when all the bees are working and there's there's not enough time or bandwidth to get all the things done. So yeah. I will sometimes hear myself let out like a primal raging scream. And I'm like, that's the way I got to get it out of the body. I've told my neighbors, don't be alarmed. This is me processing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah so, what, so I would love to chat about that for a few moments of what an anger practice is can look like, um, and, and a grief practice, because I feel like those two, especially over these last three years, with so many different dynamics shifting in careers and relationships, yeah. in families, uh, geographically, people are moving everywhere, you know, and, and so there's a lot of grief around what once was, but yet learning how to embrace maximum uncertainty, but yet reclaiming our certainty within. And so, but these practices help us come back to center. This is my language, probably not yours, but can you share a little bit more about maybe both of those practices?
1: I imagine they'd sure. be very
0: helpful. Yeah.
1: Oh yes, like it's <laughs> it's good for anyone, both both men and women to have, or however you identify, you know, to have that as part of your practice. Um, I mean, and to me speaking to how you described you know what that can bring you know certainty i I look at it as clarity of energy beautiful so part of my practice and shamanic work is about being clear sober and alert Mm. clear sober and alert so paying attention to the places where i can collapse or i withdraw i you know i cave in the place where we were just talking about earlier about you know, a a way that I stay in power is pulling all my energy in. But that also means that I pull all of my expression in, you know, and so I get Mm -hmm. tired, you know, and when we're not feeling we're not moving energy, and we will get tired. So that's oftentimes an indication that we're feeling something and we're not expressing it, we're not moving the energy through our body. Mm -hmm. Anyone dealing with fatigue, nine times out of 10, you might have something that you're not expressing fully. Yeah. So mm-hmm. an anger practice is a, is a good one. Um, not everybody has to have a Nerf bat, but I, I think it works. You get a nice plastic bat. It's safe. You know, um, I will put on a song cause I, music is very invoking for me. So I will get a pillow and a Nerf bat and, just go to town. The point is, and this is more in, in feminine embodiment work is using sound, using breath and using movement, less words. You can bring, Mm. you can bring some words, but the less words, the better, because the focus is actually moving, moving the expression, the feeling, the energy through the body. So the, 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 the movement of the bat or the pillow, you can take a pillow and like beat it on the floor. I've done that physically moves the energy like in the tissues of my body I mean that gets it moving and then I'll start making some sound yes and then I bring a little bit more breath sometimes I'll do a few you know pillow hits and then I stop and then I inhale breathe Mm -hmm. make sure that I'm in my body another Mm -hmm. way is I like to do it standing and I I John always laughs because I call my my thighs, I call them haunches, like my wild, you know, my haunches, like a, Mm -hmm. like a buffalo haunch or an elephant, like, and stomp, stomp my feet and and really feel the energy in the lower body. And mostly Mm -hmm. what I have found is that for anger, for rage, most of us are not taught, A, how to express that. Most of us probably didn't grow up in environments at all where that was, you know welcomed and so we don't actually know how to fully express so a lot of us express from here up
0: mm. you know so the point when is not to blow, it, yeah like we're going to be talking chest up yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah so kind of chest up you know so I found especially working um with people when they're first expressing anger they've never expressed it you know they'll often blow out their vocal cords it'll you know just come from here right and it comes here and out at someone, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. part of the practice that we teach in feminine embodiment is how to really feel where the anger begins. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times if we're really feeling it, we can, we'll feel it in our lower body or in our belly, you know, like that's where it originates. And sometimes our heart, but bringing the energy into the lower body and then beginning to use breath and make sound from the lower Mm -hmm. body up and out. And then with intention, you go wide with the sound, Right. You go sometimes I'll have people focus on um, like volcanic, like you start out with a rumbling, maybe even a growl, you know, so that they can feel it in their body. And then you can bring more energy to the expression. Um, But then they get a full body experience of what it feels like to move it through the body. You know Mm -hmm. what it means to be grounded and feel the anger move through their body. And if we're doing Mm -hmm. it that way, Can really wake up, wakes up the cells of the body. I mean, for me, I feel really clear and awake, wild. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Untamed. (laughs) Untamed,
1: 100%. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's almost like I'd recommend it to people. It's like you want to be really alert for an interview or for teaching. You know, move your body, make some sound like that, get fierce, growl. Like it's a great way to get in touch with that with our, our wild heart, that untamed part of us. But really what it is, is it's, it's the more alert part of us. It's cl- yes. It brings clarity of energy.
0: This is so beautiful. I have a feeling I will be saying clarity of energy going forward rather than some old rhetoric from an old identity and feels like a million past lives ago at this point, and it was about two years ago. That is such a, a powerful distinction. Clarity of energy, that's all it is. And the clarity brings us to the next uh, part that I'm really excited to talk to you about, which is the clarity of what is the energy? I know that you love to reference spirit and that that is the connection that we're opening up into. And I want to, I want to dive into that um, because it's, it's really what I know I'm here for is to help myself remember more to embody that and to be a guide and a bridge for those wanting to, uh, open up into more of that as well and that's your life's work that you've dedicated yourself to uh, in the shamanic realm in the John Weiland teachings the Ken, all of them right you're you're such um, a devoted practitioner facilitator teacher gift mm-hmm. let's talk about that like it's you'd mentioned something before I hit record and it was yeah. the embodiment piece specifically around the feminine is not something that especially for us of a certain age which is everyone that's listening, predominantly women. We were never taught this, and so you were sharing about how there's these first through phases that were like really introductory but profound with David Data, and then through John Weiland, and and I'd, so wherever you feel you know called to jump in from what I just shared, let's let's do it.
1: Well, you brought in the piece about um, like energy. And, Mm. and then spirit and like, Mm. is it, you know, what is the connection or what is, what does that mean? I mean, I think it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm. Um, It's so interesting. I just saw a documentary film last night called, I think it's called Rivers. I don't know if you've heard of it. If you haven't heard of it, you should definitely see it. It's really beautiful. Yeah, I always love a good documentary. (laughs) Um, but it really was about, about what rivers are and, you know, what they are to the planet and what they are to humanity. And they got to this place where they, they were actually talking about water. And, and actually, it was so, it's like, I should know this. But for some reason, the way that the, it's Willem Dafoe who um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is narrating the film and he talks about water and that water is neither created nor destroyed. Mm. it Mm. just changes form right so we it's it's either water in the form that's flowing through a river the ocean or then it becomes you know it evaporates and into the atmosphere and then it becomes clouds and at one point they're showing the clouds moving you know in a time lapse very quickly and changing shape and i and 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 i had a moment where i'm like oh the rivers of the sky right Mm. and i mean we've heard this before but like energy is neither created nor destroyed yes and even though you know there may be some people are like yeah yeah energy yeah I get it you know but really like what does it actually mean because if we're looking at everything everything is energy Mm. it's in a different form and so Mm. I think when when we change when we shift our perception of who we are not only as human beings but as spiritual human beings like the the infinite capacity that we have to run Mm. energy through our bodies like anything is possible like in the human Mm. realm we're taught i mean of course there's endings there's birth there's death there's you know there's things are finite in a certain way but in the realm Mm. of energy it's infinite because it's Mm. it's never created it's neither created nor destroyed Mm. um And I remember at some point in my journey with Teo, you know, I would get really tired. Like I would, I would, I I was learning how to run energy. I was doing the practices, the recapitulation and like learning how to access more energy through my body. But then the next practice was, oh, how do I actually hold it in my body?
0: Yes. Increase your capacity to be with it. Right, right.
1: Because we are. By habit, constantly dispersing energy. So, through thought loops, through talking, through chatting, through um, busy work, whatever it is, but like, what does it mean to actually hold it in my body and then run it? I don't mean just run it through so that it goes in and out, but actually, how to circulate the energy. You know, I mean, there's, I'm not the first person to talk about this, but what does it actually mean? you know, mm. to truly run that kind of energy. What I have found. And I remember thinking like, oh, I want a deeper connection to spirit. Yes. I want a deeper connection to spirit. Like I would say those words and I'm like, do I even know what I mean or what I'm asking? Um, mm. Love that. and I, yeah. And I had a moment in, in ceremony where all of a sudden it was like that became true for me Mm -hmm. but it didn't look the way that i thought it would it was actually that i was running more energy i was running more spirit and i was like oh i'm like spirit is energy like it's alive like it this is it it's moving through me like this is what it is you know yeah and i mean that's such a yeah, it's such a small uh, description of such a a bigger thing. But when I when I connected with that, it's like nothing else mattered. I mean, my whole realm of power and whether I was empowered or am I am I empowered today? Am I not empowered becomes absolutely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. It's not even on the table for for discussion when I'm Mm -hmm. that deeply connected to spirit and it's moving through me. It's so, moving me big time right now. Getting so emotional. Of course it is. Yeah, it, and it's so yeah. fast. Uh, it's humbling, yeah. isn't it? It's so exhilarating. Yeah. Well, and what you're feeling, what I can sense that you're feeling, I'm going to tell you what you're feeling, what I sense you're feeling is <laughs> there's also this kind of so there's spirit, and there's also what I like mm-hmm. to call the cosmic heart of the universe. Mm-hmm. Is at the heart of the universe. And when we can channel that, phew, like that's it. Mm.
0: You
1: know, we talk about love and we talk about being in our heart. And I remember the day I was in a conversation with Teo and, and we were talking, it was like, I got it, like, love, you know, and I kind of had this idea, like, love means this and love feels like this. And he's like, well, he's like, actually, love is clarity. Oh. Love is clarity. And those mm-hmm. are Teo Alfaro's words. I just want to speak that <laughs> into the space. And when he said that, I was like, "Oh, like, oh, like when I am clear,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I am clear, and I'm connected to that energy of spirit, that is love. Like that is that is the bigger love. There is nothing else. So everything that I do and I say." Comes from mm. this place of clarity. So even if, even if I deliver something that's very direct, right? I, if I, when I'm clear and I'm I'm connected to spirit, I'm connected to the cosmic heart of the universe. The way that that impacts is so different. Mm. The way that someone can hear and metabolize mm. is so different mm. because they're connecting with the transmission of of energy, of clarity. Yeah.
0: Well what you we were sensing is spot on. And it's where we really dropped in to the cosmic heart. Yeah. In this conversation yeah. and I'm sensing that our listeners are feeling it too. Yeah. And this is I believe the most potent contribution that we can make on the planet. You know, this is beautiful. Thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, it's my pleasure to <laughs> Be in that kind of service. I mean, that is always called my path. Being in the a path in the heart of service,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the heart. Mm-hmm. And when I say heart, I mean the cosmic heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so much easier, you know. I wouldn't say that it makes life easy. It's it's um, when I'm in in relationship with that i'm in relationship with everything
0: there you go yeah
1: everything because it's moving through everything
0: yeah it really gets me present to something that we we actually do talk about a lot here um, on fire and soul which is getting present to the divine order of all things and the sooner that we can get into co-resonance with the frequency of this cosmic heart that you're talking about available to all of us. It is who we all are. And to be able to drop into that awareness that it feels like just true truth. That is that clarity of energy, clarity of spirit, because spirit is energy. We are spirit. We are pure spirit. And yet just the words for the human mind, right? It's like almost impossible to have any sort of grasp on but yet this is why we have these practices and these rituals and these devotional moments to drop in to get the clarity yeah, and to take our energy back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's, when I think about where I came from in the past from just different spiritual modalities, there, there would be this idea of like, um, like ascending or... You know, I don't want to say bypass necessarily, but this there like there's this ascension. Like if I stay on this path, there's this some ascension that happens, and I'm, you know, that I'm just like so spiritual. You know that like I get mm-hmm. to skip all the human stuff, and and that's not really that's not it. That is not that isn't it at all. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's 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 both. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's learning to be in the body and and be human, but. Uh, as Teo might call it, soar, soar mm-hmm. in this human life. Like, how can we soar? How can we be, you know, at our best to be able to bring what the community needs, mm-hmm. the healing that we need on the planet, to bring the medicine that actually people need, that leaders need, that we hope impacts them, that make better decisions that impact the planet.
0: mm mm-hmm yes
1: how i mean essentially like how to be kinder human beings i mean that's the way i see you know on some level how to be kinder human beings what whatever you know whatever drop of medicine that people can can hear but um but yeah like how to source human beings for the short short life that we have Mm. Mm. to be in all of it Uh,
0: beautifully said thank you for that and it's it's so important to get present to yeah what is happening on our beautiful Gaia and how we can be a contribution and and uh, and I and I really do believe only because I've experienced this for myself that for me one of the ways in which I get I don't know if this would be your language but tuned in uh dropped in is Time in nature for me is a non-negotiable. I do it every day and I live in Southern California, so I can, it's pretty much beautiful here every single day of the year. But getting into, again, that co-resonance with the beauty that I'm witnessing and the gratitude that I feel and the connection with the, the trees and the birds and the, the clouds, the, the mountains, it's just, and, and it's super healing for me. And it's a beautiful anchor that helps me tap in. It's something that I can count on. If, if Even when I wasn't expecting to be intentional of this as a practice, it's like, you know, going outside without the phone, looking up, acknowledging the tree, connecting with nature in a way where there's such a profound appreciation. And so that's a practice that's been working for me. But I do feel that when we can have that reverence for planet Earth for the time that we are in right now, just feel, sometimes it can feel a little hopeless and a little futile with everything, you know, the world is experiencing right now. And it's a beautiful way to, to call in a way to contribute for me. Yeah. I don't know if you experience any of the same, uh, especially oh,
1: the 100%. Time. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the the intentions I had, I remember when I got out of school was, I was very, I was very big into, um, when I was studying business management, organizational behavior, I loved organizational behavior. Like I had this passion at the time. And, you know, at the, at the time I was like, oh, I really want to find a way to be in service and, and impact people in leadership because the people who are making the decisions that impact the planet, you know, there was this, I had this drive and this sort of purpose that I connected with then. And, to help people remember, you know, connecting to their bodies and their hearts, you know, because once they do that, and you can really feel energy, it's hard to not feel how connected we are to everything, you know. Um, and I understand the hopelessness, you know, of, mm-hmm. of like what can I do, you know, and, and it can feel overwhelming, especially we're so overwhelmed anyway by so much, you know, social media, and we just have so much at our, so much information at our fingertips. We weren't actually designed to process all of that information at one time so we can be overwhelmed by all the things but the way that you're doing it or the way that i'm doing it the way that some of these other teachers we are doing it and where we're doing it is what what matters um Mm. it made me think when you talked about going out into nature mostly because my partner is working on a project right now there's a really beautiful place in mount shasta called headwaters outdoor school i don't know if you've heard of it um kendra kunov again who uh, i also work with leads a a women's retreat there called return to source every year and the the head of the school who started the school is a a man named tim corcoran who is just an amazing teacher in his own right and this is literally what he does is, is teach people how to reconnect with nature how to be in relationship with it And when you hear him talk i remember the first time we were sitting around a fire and he started to talk and my 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 eyes just welled up in tears because i could feel the teaching and like his his relationship to nature just through his his voice you know the energy of his voice i could feel how long he'd been on that land and how connected he was Um, Mm. he's actually Mm. releasing a book called the earth caretaker way it's a big move it's a movement he's starting about how to become an earth caretaker Mm. and we can all do that you know, and we all do it in our own ways. And he actually teaches very practical ways to be in relationship with nature. And one is, which my partner and I do here, of course, building a garden is a a beautiful way to be in Mm -hmm. communion with the plant world and have your hands in the soil and be connected, but also treating where you are and where you live as a sanctuary for the animals that live in that realm. So putting water out for them, putting seed out for them, like you know we put um apple peelings and carrots and stuff sometimes out for you know the the animals but but you really are actually you're tending to the land where you are you're putting energy into the land and being in relationship with it where you are and that mm-hmm. right there is huge like mm-hmm. if we imagine if everybody on the planet just tended to their where they live like their little yard or their pots or their, you know, whatever they have, the birds that come to their porch, you know, Mm. we, we're, we're feeding, we're nourishing, we're being in relationship with, we're acknowledging that we impact where we are. Mm. Mm. That's, seems like a small thing, but it's actually a huge thing, you know, planting milkweed for the monarch butterflies. I mean, that's another way. I mean, there are these little things that we can do and, um, to be in relationship with it and there's something deeper that happens in this conversation about energy and being you know running energy being in relationship with energy but actually like the desire i have because of what's moving through me causes me to be more mm-hmm. in relationship to want to communicate mm-hmm. more with the plant world and the animal world and to be in that to be in that relationship
0: you know mm-hmm. Mm, this is so rich and so beautiful and there's such a beautiful theme that's happening here it's it's all different it, it's the embodiment piece starts with becoming aware it seems to me if I were to summarize this as I know we're beginning to close out this conversation and I'm really hoping it's not our last I I could do this for hours with you um yeah, me and too. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because what I shared with you when I reached out to you just as a, a segue quickly is my podcast is growing a lot. There's really beautiful medicine here and I'm so grateful, but I've also become fully aware that I don't have on a lot of female guests mm-hmm. and it's because I haven't probably been ready to be very honest, right? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't, if I'm really clear about this, I haven't been as conscious and as aware as I probably knew I wanted to be to magnetize the depth and the consciousness of that, what I, that, which I really wanted to bring Mm -hmm. Um, first needed to embark on that journey for myself. And this is not a finite destination. It's very new, but I will share with you. There are so many things that you shared inside this 45 minute conversation that are new to me but yet somehow sounds and and i can feel it's familiar it's a knowing of truth this is important this is what my soul needs but so having you on the show is just so beautiful and and i'd love to have you back because women the women that are tuning into fire and soul the women that we are reaching and beyond in our in our extended communities This is what I I know all of us are so longing for, to know ourselves, to be in relationship with ourselves, to be in relation with spirit, with nature, knowing how it's all interconnected and how that impacts every area of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that clarity of spirit, clarity of energy, what could be revealed if we become devoted to that, even in just three, four minutes a day of however that may look, a morning practice, an evening practice, Mm -hmm. with so many of the beautiful gifts that you have that you have offered. So I want to just say thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing these gifts. They they could even sound possibly trite to you, right? Because it's just part of what you do. And yet, don't we know that it's the most foundational teachings that are so profound?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely not trite. They are foundational, some of the things that I shared. And I want to also mm-hmm. preface this by saying i I still do the very basic practices. I still have to remind myself, I have to get up and connect to my body and connect to my heart. You know, I sit in my own ceremony with cacao and, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I work with, you know, medicines. I have to remember to go out and connect in nature because I mean, as, as humans were habitual beings and I have my own habits that in my own battles and, you know, my own challenges and my relationship and my challenges with myself and even on my path and what I'm aware of now in this realm of energy and power and you know this process that I've been in practice with it doesn't mean that I stop doing the things mm-hmm. I can still be very manipulative I can still be all these things and I mean it's different now because I I don't believe it as much like I don't you know, the the, the time where I used to be really hard on myself for being a certain way, like I'm not as hard on myself anymore, because I remember the truth of who I am in my heart and in my being and that connection that I have to spirit. And it's a fleeting moment that comes and goes now instead of this hanging on of like, oh, gosh, I did this thing or I behaved this way or I, you know, I I couldn't open or I couldn't open or I can't feel anything that feels good right now. You know, this and letting it be part of what it means to also be human. And, and it's all of it, you know, it's all of it. It gets to all be in the circle, it gets to all mm. be in the circle. Um, mm. So really, and I think in the realm of feminine embodiment and relationship and intimacy, and also in this realm of spirit, I mean, they're, they're, they're interconnected in their own ways. But I do find, and especially as, as um, you know, women, we, we can often project, you know, when there's these kinds of programs on like, well, those people, they're teaching, they must be, they must have it all figured out, or they must have perfect relationships, or they must be just connected to spirit all the time. I've had my share of projections in the world, you know, on people. And I've realized along the way that, oh, my God, everybody's dealing with something, everyone's struggling, even the people that we, you know, speaking of power plays, you know, put on pedestals that we think, you know, don't get up in the morning and, you know, have a have a hard day or they don't eat their breakfast or they, you know, just ran out the door and didn't say I love you to their partner. I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, we're all dealing with the same stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all the same stuff.
0: And this is what I love about this time so much um, is that there are a lot of people and it's growing, it feels, uh, that are letting go of the old paradigm of what leadership looks like, right? Wrapped up in perfection and moving into the new paradigm, uh, stewards of new earth. I mean, however people want to reference that, but it's much more open and honest, (laughs) And then, and then there seems to be a calling, an invitation, and sometimes a demand. If you're me, uh, to really look at this and to be with this. And now it just feels, uh, it feels like a mandate to be per- perfectly candid. Not that that's a negative or that it needs to be fierce and intense, but to really know why I am here on this planet at this time. And, and to get clarity on that. This this whole conversation is around clarity. It's so beautiful. Oh my goodness, right? I know we are wrapping. I want to just check in though because I know you've got a workshop coming up and I'm going to do everything I can to be there. And while it's not finalized, um, I'd love for you to just chat for a minute on that and then we'll leave a place for anyone who's interested and certainly I'll be sharing about it as we get f- get going toward it but this workshop that you have coming up maybe in october yeah. to be stay tuned But a, a seed that i want to plant
1: yeah so it will be um me and two other teacher facilitators amazing teacher and facilitators one named ali Kedley cole and nicolette Ruthier will be leading a workshop called untamed it's mm. about really claiming and owning owning your wild heart and this will mm. be um there's you know layers there, but they'll definitely be feminine embodiment and you know connecting to your to your heart, um, you know practices around that connecting to pleasure, uh, getting to know more of your own erotic self, connecting to your erotic self, erotic energy, and connecting also with ritual and ceremony and that as a birthright, you know mm-hmm. coming into this world uh, we we've lost that connection to ritual and ceremony, and a place of remembering. Like who you really are, like who you are at your core, yeah. And there'll be, you know, some of the pieces that I shared, even in this realm of connecting with energy and, you know, just how to how to be in your body, how to express, you know, forms of expression, and also working with archetypes. So we have a lot of fun getting into your, you know, queen energy and your sorceress and all the playful, fun ones. Just learning like range, a range of expression. Mm. and uh it's going to be a lot of fun and the three of us have have taught together in the past where we've been known as the trifecta in John's world mm-hmm. and um really excited to bring these different modalities and and you know different medicines together and uh so it's yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome yep
0: awesome and so what we can do is leave a link i think it's facebook right to connect with you there you're building out a site right now and all the things yeah, but yeah yeah uh, yep,
1: can, I, I think, yeah. Yep. Through Facebook or email is probably, probably the easiest right now. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. What is your email?
1: So it's Kenny.Aaron. That's K-I-N-N-E-Y.E-R-I-N at gmail.com
0: awesome and uh i know that as we continue forward in this year uh when you do have information about your workshop and the dates are confirmed and the location which i know you're working on and should have finalized fairly soon um i will I'll share that as well in an upcoming episode um even if you're not here uh yeah because This is a workshop that I know it was a resounding yes. As soon as you said it, my only thing was like, wait, I'm doing my own workshop or retreat that same month, but I have a feeling everything is just going to unfold perfectly. And so if there's anything that I can make happen to be there, I know I want to be there. Um, I recognize that this is such a gift and me getting to connect with you. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I feel it's just the beginning of so much more. I want to wrap with one final question, uh, which is how would you interpret higher self, the term?
1: Higher self, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's such, an, it's such an interesting term. It's funny, I, I don't use it often anymore. Um, but how I interpret it as, and this is more in, in my work with Teo Alfaro, is getting to know there's a larger me like it's an energetic me that is much bigger than than my human self I may call it um, my witch my sorceress my medicine woman Mm -hmm. but but that energy exists in all these other realms I'll tie it back in in the beginning when we said through all realms lifetimes dimensions and timelines so it's the energetic me that is connected by this thread through all these different energetic realms and Mm -hmm there, she has the wisdom, she has the knowing she has the remembering right of who she truly is. And she actually holds more of my human self. Mm. So I can always tell when I'm playing small, you know, if I'm playing small, or I'm in my my human drama, which is often I'm just going to be real. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have no qualms about owning uh, how dramatic I can be. But (laughs) and Right. When I need to really reconnect and check in, like I connect with that, with that part of me because she Mm. holds me when I feel like I can't hold it anymore. The things in my life I connect with her. So she holds, she holds all of it. That's the way that I, that's the way that I connect to higher self. And when I know that I'm connected to her is when I'm feeling super energized, Mm. super Mm. awake, super clear, super alert. Mm. I'm connected to my knowing. Yeah.
0: Yes. would you also say this is this is opening up one more question, um, that higher self for you has become spirit? it's It's one and the same.
1: Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I mean, really, it's 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 when I am filled and like spirit is moving through me effortlessly, I am that. Yeah, I mean, feeling I am as that. big
0: yeah. as when you walked into the restaurant after having yeah. done the cup weekend with John Wineland that first time.
1: Yes, yeah,
0: when you really were good. saying that earlier in our conversation, my energy increased with you. It was like, oh, yes, yeah, mm. got it. It's like so beyond and uh, and expansive in the human experience. Yeah, it was really yeah. beautiful.
1: I mm. would also add. I would close with this too, yeah. that it means for me to fully be here. Mm. Fully Mm. be here, Mm. really here, not Mm. the when I don't feel like it or want to check out through the back door. yes. but to fully be here and participate in Mm. my life. Mm. With all of it in that connection to spirit and energy, but to fully I must I must fully be here, right? Connected here, rooted into the earth. To me, that's being fully connected to my higher self. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not having to leave myself. I don't leave myself or leave this body in order to connect to it.
0: Yes. Beautifully said. Totally get it. Stunning. Thank you. You're so welcome. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah. And I know there's more. Such a pleasure. yeah, thank you so much for, You're so for welcome. joining and dropping in this gorgeous
1: conversation. Yeah, this has been yeah just such an honor, such an honor. Thank you, Erin. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.